from the Summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, the core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Fred Gale and Derek Holder. Today's topic, Role Play, How to Practice with Passion for Lenders. All right, guys. All right. All right. Bring it in. Uh, you were all here for the role playing, role playing with passion for lenders. So make sure you're in the right room. My name is Greg Gale. Uh, I'm actually local here in Scottsdale. Someone had just asked me, like, how long have you been in the core? And, you know, it's funny. It's been a decade. Wow. I started in 09 with my first CD, level one. My first summit was 2010. It was at the Mona Lucia in Scottsdale. And then uh, I waited a semester, regrettably, so I lost six months, uh, and then applied in the November summit and then started in January of 2010, uh, 2011, to start into level three. So it's been, been quite the ride. Um, you know, you ever meet somebody who, man, they just had an impact that you did not think was going to be that big of an impact, and over time, that relationship has grown? And maybe there's that one lesson that you learned from them that at the time seemed super, super small, but the ripple effect is just so strong. That's like a lesson that's unlearned. And I tell you, I met Derek at my company, right? So I get onboarded to Nova and Derek's already established there and super welcoming, brought me in. I was, some of you know my story, it was right after one of my best friends and mentors passed away. So we were leaving brokering, moved over to private mortgage banking, and I'm coming in from an assistant to being an originator, all by myself, all alone, and Derek literally had that open, welcoming, hey, I'm here to help you, here's everything I do, super systematized, and I appreciate that. Also, a um, man, something huge for me is you also have those people in your life, those friends that you can call, and 90% of the time, they just pick up the phone. There's not, they don't, it doesn't go to voicemail. And if it does go to voicemail, they call you back pretty quickly. That's also Derek, right? We don't see each other as much because he's two hours away from me. Yet when I reach out, he picks up the phone. Super helpful. And I'm excited that over the years, I actually, I mean, I will tout this one. I brought him to the core. So I introduced him to the core. Yeah. Yeah. Rick should give me like little, little residuals off of those. (laughs) (laughs) And this is recorded. Uh, but no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a blessing that I do get to hang out with him even more now. And although I don't see him that often, it's fun. Our conversations are very impactful. And when you do talk to Derek, I, like how many of you are in relationship, know Derek, hang out with Derek, have been in his classes, coached by him? Cool. So you know, he, he answers my problems with questions and really good questions. And the... I'll tell you, the quality of your answers are directly in proportion with the quality of the questions. And he asks great questions to make me come to the conclusion, to get me to come to the answer. So I appreciate you, man. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Yeah. Yeah. You're um, so my name is Derek Holder. I've been in the Corps for, gosh, I think seven, eight years. I actually heard about the program, and I bounced the idea off Greg Gale, and I said, what do you think? And uh, Greg did the lower the bar close on me. He said, you know what? You're going to at least get your money back. You go out to the summit. It'll be, it'll be worth its time for you. I promise you that. And, um, I mean, look here. I am a coach, and I'm actually teaching with this guy uh, years later. So I want to thank you very much for the introduction. Um, what I think is best about Greg is exactly what you're going to 
learn here in this class. Greg is just a machine at his technology and the way that he executes scripts in the fly. A couple times we talked and I said, hey, you want to go over it? You want to rehearse? He goes, no, we got it. We're good. We're good. And how many of you guys have been to one of uh, Gail's classes before where he does scripting or role play? The guy's awesome. So we're in for a treat. Now it is role playing. So that means what? You're going to do it with us. We're going to do a lot of practice. Um, I want you guys to, to really quick exercise. Write down the amount of leads that you generate per month on average. Then multiply that, figure out what you do annually. And then figure out what your uh, average commission is per loan. And what would happen if you improved your closing percentage by 5%? So take your leads, improve your closing percentage by 5%, and tell me what that's worth in dollars. So for me, it was about a quarter million bucks. 5% on my closing ratio. So again, take your leads, annualize them, look at your closing percentage. Take take your average commission per loan and say, if I close 5% more of those leads, what is it worth? I'm just curious. Let's just go around table to table and just hear these numbers get thrown out. Jeremy, we'll pick on you first because you're a coach. What's your number? Sheesh. Over here, Adrian. Oosh. Bounce in the back. Over there, Mark. Oosh. Middle table over here. I don't have the math now. Anyone there at the table? 60,000. 60,000. Jen? 180. 180. Oh, Lizzie. 270. So you guys, I mean, we're leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's on the a lot table. of money. That's a lot of and, money. And uh, I think role playing, I always get really anxious around October 1st. And I, I feel a little bit of anxiety and then I go right into planning mode. I start asking those questions. Where does it come? Why, why October 1? You slow down. It just happens. It's part of our industry. And what's that? Yeah, we're looking at the fiscal years uh, ending and you start looking at where you're at your, on your goals. And then, you know, the next round, the next game is coming. Right. That's the new year. Plus, when you have teams, how many of you have three or more people on your team? Like the burden of responsibility is compound. You got those families that depend on you. And so I know that we got to make changes. And one of the lowest hanging fruit is what we're doing every single day and how well we're doing it. Now, raise your hand if you role play consistently with your teams. That's scary. So Lizzie, monster, Greg, monster. I've just started this. And what do you think I found role playing more with my team? It's horrifying. <laughs> it is horrifying. So then you, then you start thinking, oh my gosh, and this is where we're all together. So my point is, we got to do a lot more of this. Greg and I are going to do tactics. We're going to go right through several scripts. So today will be, boom, we're going to do this, practice. We're going to do this, practice. This will be recorded. I recommend you go get the, you get the disc or the download. You also practice with your team. Going forward in 2020, that should be a weekly routine, get a theme, and just practice. So you guys ready to jump into it? All right, Greg, kick us off. Well, look, uh, you saw yesterday in the general session with Robin, she gave, gave a great idea in regards to theme days for your daily team meetings. And one of them was role play, right? And so I think it's very important that we do practice and look like as a professional athlete, Right? They don't, like, LeBron doesn't go, drive up in the car, get out, throw on his shorts, walk in, and 
game time. They're there hours before. They're practicing. They're shooting their shots because the game is when it matters. You practice when the money doesn't matter. You don't practice when, well, I better, I'm going to call this listening agent. You practice when the money doesn't matter. Practice during your daily team meeting. Pra- have an extra half hour session. Pra- how many of you practice just yourselves before you're going to make and prepare for your calls? Like your for- Let's start with Monday is the theme day, right? We got our top 40 calls. How many of you practice and know exactly what I'm going to say when I call? Like raise your hand. Wow. So wow, like not 80% of the room don't prepare for the call to our number one lead source. And I want to piggyback on that. How many of you guys have talked to some of the realtors at this program and they've actually told you they don't like the Monday calls? Have you guys heard that? What that shows is it's become so just systematized. Check the box. And we forgot the purpose behind it. Now, if you were calling your realtor and making them more money, and they knew that every time they saw your, your phone or they saw their phone and your name's on it, it's going to be something of value, they wouldn't say that. Uh, so let's let's kick off the Monday theme days. If you go in your, we're on page 144. Oleg gave a nugget. Was it last summer or the summit before? Yep. Uh, if you go to, we start on 144, but go to page 151. This is Oleg's box. We'll give him credit where credit's due. How many of you guys have seen this? Okay. So think about this. Now instead of doing this, this is the old call to your top 40. Uh, you ready, Greg? Ready. Ring, ring. This is Greg. Hey, Greg, this is Derek. How are you? Oh, hey, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Hey, uh, you're really important, and it's Monday, and i got to call you um, because you're important to me. So I just want to check on how's your weekend. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I was good, dude. We had a little gymnastics on Saturday. Took the kids to do a little parkour on Sunday. Yeah, I just had a blast. Great, great. Uh, hey, you have any buyers for me? Uh, no, no, I sent them all uh, to you the second I get them. Okay, great. Thanks so much. And then you bang out your 40 phone calls. It's, it's so transactional. It feels so cold. If you look at this box, this box will give you preparation that you always have something. The biggest thing I want you to take out of all the different scripts we're going to do is how can you be more valued? Even, even more important, in front of valued, write, to, write down the word tailored. How can you give tailored value? So what's, ta- what's tailored value? Tailored value means it fits the person that you're speaking to. Mm. You're giving something that will truly help that person. So customized to them. You Custom- know their personality. You know their business. You know what they need, they like. Yeah, cool. customized to them. So if you look at the first box, the first box is related to leads, right? Um, so let's redo that again. Ring, ring. This is Greg. Hey, Greg, it's Derek Polder. How are you? Oh, hey, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing great, man. You had a great weekend? It was fun, dude. A little skateboarding, a little parkour. I worked out five times. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see that, man. You're looking like a beast lately. Thanks. I'm happy to hear, too, that you're taking some time for the family. So that, that, uh, that scheduling thing we've been working on sounds like you're really dialing it in, right? Yeah, dude. I really appreciate it. that. It did help me a lot to block out the family time and be on purpose and not check my phone. Awesome. Well, hey, I just wanted to follow up with you. Um, I really, first, I got to tell you, I appreciate the business and the support you've been giving us. I wanted to go over, I got a couple leads that were hot on our end that I noticed haven't converted yet. I wanted to go over um, three names that I think are closest to the money. You got a few minutes? I do, I do. Let me just open up my notepad right here. Yeah, he's probably driving. You know, and let me just pause there too. Are most of our partners organized? No. 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 So you start... How many of you guys have a good follow-up program where you go back to an agent with a guy that maybe needed some work or had to file some taxes, and they're like, who's it? Mm -hmm. Who's it? Give it a number? Yeah. Great. What's their number? So 
that's box one. You get it. We dive into it. You look at what's going on. How can we help? Uh, are they are they pulling the trigger soon? Is there any obstacles or objections that we can help them overcome? So that's the lead box. Now let's go to the next box. Sales tactics, new guidelines. Here's what I love about this business. When I got into the industry, it was 2006. Great timing, right? Then by 2008, I'm thinking, oh my God, what did I do? I had left a good corporate job and this is crazy. Banks were going out of business every other day. But what was so beautiful looking back on that is the guys who had been in the business 20, 25 years, it didn't matter anymore. Why? Because most people can't change. They won't, they won't dedicate the time to learn. And our business is ever changing. Raise your hand if you're subscribed to FHA, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you get all the updates. That alone is a source of almost monthly or at least bi-monthly updates where you're going to get things coming out. What's a major change that just happened with FHA starting November 1? Spot approvals. What's a big problem in the market in terms of inventory and affordability? There are states like Washington that are passing laws saying we have to do more apartments and multifamily units just to make it more affordable. So if you subscribe to updates, you're going to have those to talk about. Dude, so you I'm want, you so want to demonstrate that? Yeah, yeah, but they time out. So first of all, if you don't, write down, I need to subscribe to those so I can get information to then be the conduit to deliver to them. But I also want you to know, like, do you see the kid's passion? Like he's literally identifying an opportunity in my market that will add value to the agents. Hey, we have an issue. Low inventory. I have a solution. Let's get some spot. Hey, do you have some condos? Do you want me to get with the title company? Pull a little list and let's target some condos. But look at the passion behind what he's delivering to the agent. They're literally like, oh my God, blown away. I got to work with this guy. He will make me more money. That's tailored value. Awesome. So why don't, uh, why don't we turn that around? You call me and show us what that sounds like. Sure. Ring, ring. Hey, this is Derek. D money. It's Greg Gale. What's up, man? Hey, Greg, what's going on, man? I'm good, dude. I'm good. Do you do any soccer with Celeste over the weekend? No, no. Celeste has decided she doesn't like sports, but she likes the arts. She likes what? Arts. Arts. Yeah. Very nice. How are you adapting to that? Um, adapting. I mean, I, I, I always thought she'd be like the soccer kid, but doesn't share daddy's passion. You know, it's the same thing. I kind of stopped doing skateboarding and kind of let me down, but I had to remember it's just what is in it for him. Mm-hmm. So, eh. hey, let me ask you something, man. Are you having an inventory issue? Yeah, man, it's it's tough. It f- feels like when I get a buyer out there, we're uh, if you don't jump on it the first day, you're losing it, and it's another six months before they find something that they like. Dude, it's kind of scary, but man, if I could show you an opportunity that we might be able to just create our own inventory, is that something you'd like to meet about? What? Yeah. Dude, we got to talk, man. This is new FHA guideline. We can actually create our own economy here in Arizona. Oh, dude, tell me about that. Yeah, uh, cool. So when can we get together this week? Awesome. All right, so next box. You have prequal. So prequal is very similar to the leads that you might have, but uh, I'll give you the, a great way to follow up on the prequals is what is the obstacle or objection of why this person's not buying? And sometimes too, this allows you, Rick's really pushing the financial wizardry. Um, clients usually don't purchase for a few reasons. Give me, give me top two reasons that you think your prequalified, uh, hot clients are staying back. What's that? Markets going to go down. So fear. What was the other one? Monthly payment. There's a couple cool things we can do with monthly payment, right? Like how much is your cost per thousand? Yeah, five bucks, right? Or less, right? Five bucks or less. Doing a 15 year be eight bucks. Um, 
a lot of our clients that most people, well, at least in my market, I'm in Tucson, Arizona, we do manufactured homes, all that fun stuff, right? You don't have a ton of 20% down, at least I don't, but I have a lot of 5, 10, 15% down. What right there is a good tactic? Single premium. And, you know, I'm in Robin's class yesterday, and Robin said something that was like, ding, 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 light bulb went off. She said, uh, you know, when, uh, when the agent's calling in and they're asking us a question about the buyer's monthly payment, I recognize there's an opportunity. We're not in deep enough relationship with the client because they're giving that information. And where should it come from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Us. So a great opportunity is to follow up and find out what these objections are. And for the buyer, they see $10,000 and what are they thinking? They're thinking it's $10,000. That's a lot of money. What do they forget? It's spread over 30 years and interest rates are where? All-time lows. So really, that, that $10,000 is what? Less than 50 bucks a month. So you have those conversations. You find out what's keeping your buyers uh, on the fence, and you offer to follow up on those. And that gives you a chance. That's a double benefit phone call. Why is it a double benefit? You get to talk to the agent and show them what? Your subject matter expertise, and you get to do the same razzle-dazzle with the client. Selling single premium, telling the agent, well, let me ask you this. I know... Uh, if, if they're having a tough time with the payment, what do you think, you know, in the last, have you looked at a couple of houses in the last few weeks? Yeah, man, we've missed out on three. Do you think if we could have, you, could, could you have negotiated an extra 1% on any of those deals? What is any agent going to say? Absolutely. Absolutely could have done 1%. What am I getting at? That 1%, that right there is difference of their monthly payment. That's 5000 7000 $8,000 difference of increase, $10,000 difference of an increase on in just buying down, buying down the rate. And most agents don't think that because their program, that negotiation, winning the negotiation lands where? On price. They're also focused on price. So I love that box, the prequal. Think about ways that you can increase buying power, that you can mitigate the increase in monthly payment. You can actually have them drill down on things like PITI because it... I don't know about you guys with buyers. I've seen so many times that a buyer will only look at the price, not the taxes. And sometimes that's just a wash, right? Um, were you going to say something? I was going to ask you to role play. Could you role play? What? Yeah. Ready? Ring, ring. This is Greg. Hey, Greg, Derek, how are you? Hey, what's up, man? I'm good, dude. Super busy, but what do you got? Yeah. So do the warm up. So, hey, I was actually following up. I noticed that uh, Jeremy's been uh, sitting on our hot lead sheet for a while. What do we got to do to get him off the fence? Have you been taking him out showing him property? I have, man. I just keep missing out on deals. Uh, what's the biggest reason for the miss? Mm, I just I think people are just coming in over what I'm offering. Okay, so he, he, is, that, is that because Jeremy's being a little conservative? Is he afraid to increase his price? Yeah, he's just it... going right off the number that you gave me on the prequel. Okay, so he wants to stick to the 250. Mm-hmm. Now, would it help us at all if I could get Jeremy a little comfortable with going up, let's say, five or ten thousand dollars? Dude, that would help a lot. Okay. I really should have reached out and told you that, but no, I, yeah, you're right. If he went up another five, I could probably get him, get him a deal. I would have probably won one of them. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll tell you what, I got a couple ideas just to have in my back pocket on any of the deals that you looked at recently. What are the chances that you could get me 1% in concessions? Oh, probably uh, north is 50% of the time. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Greg. I'm going to reach out to Jeremy. I got a couple ideas, but if you need 10K, I think I can make that happen for you. I'll talk to him. We'll do a conference call and see if we can get him back in the car this weekend and, and get him to pull the trigger on a house as long as it fits his needs and his payment. To Derek, good? If, yeah, man, if you can do that. And I've also got some other people that have been trying to get your way. They're stuck with these other banks that don't think like you. I'd love to get you over, get them over to you too. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny is we laugh, but that no, happens, that is what happens when you add value. Yep. That happens. 
happens. And, uh, you know, there's a great way to add instant business to your pipeline. It's at the beginning of a month. Do a phone call where you're going. Uh, so, hey, Greg. Just ring, ring. This is Greg. Greg, Derek, how are you? I'm great, man. So, again, we know we do the warm-ups. Um, hey, man, I'm giving you a call because uh, I think I have an opportunity to help us both out. I'm in. Do you, do you have any clients right now that might have a more competitive offer if we can close them by end of the month as long as you can get me a contract by the 10th? Let me look here. Yeah, uh, one just came to my head right now, but I, yeah, at least one. Tell you what, I got, I got capacity right now for three closings. I can guarantee you closing on time. I can get it done quick for you, but I have to have the contract by the 10th. I'll get you done by end of month. Okay, that's one way to do it. Here's another one. Greg, who do you got right now that you've been showing properties for and they keep missing out? Maybe because they just, they're at their max limit and they have a $300,000 budget, but they're approved for 275. Almost all of them, Derek. I'd like to talk to those clients because I got a great product that I think that we can get them to increase their buying power without increasing their monthly payment. In fact, I think I can knock it down a few bucks. Let me you have you call you right now. Yes. Okay. So very, very specific. But what am I, what am I poking? Yeah. His paycheck. Oh, no, I'm poking pain, which is part of his paycheck. But the reality, I heard Josh say this years ago. There's in sales, we're overcoming what? Objections. And every realtor only has how many objections? Three, Three to five. What about your clients? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's the same thing. Our customers, they, it's really their payment. They have their perception that costs are too high or there's some fear that we haven't pulled out. And we'll get into more scripting around that. But just go right in for it. Don't do the vague, how was your weekend? And then surely you're going to send me all your business because I checked on you and called you four times in a month. Make sense? So... The last one is an easy one. We can, you, you guys can choose to do this in your table role play, but inviting to something. I think one of the best things about having a marketing calendar, if you do something at least quarterly, is you will always be able to call an agent and invite them to the next thing. Hey, I'm doing movie night. Hey, I love sports, so I subscribe to all kinds of different season sporting programs. I'm in Tucson, so University of Arizona, Boo ASU, since we're here in Scottsdale. Um, and uh, so one of the things I do is I buy season football tickets. I buy season basketball tickets. I constantly have something to call people about and invite them to. So I'm either doing an event or there's a sporting event. And so if I don't have one of these three boxes to talk about, I'm doing box four. And what's really great about box four, what else, what else does that do to our relationship? It deepens it. That's what we talk about so much. So we gave you a great uh, set of tactics to make these Monday calls more effective. Let's now practice it in your table. So here's the thing about role playing. Be you. Don't overthink it. Sometimes you, you might leave all four things into one conversation. But at least now, do you have a better plan than you had before you came in here? Yeah. Yes. So just go with the flow of the conversation. So find your partner. Um, one of the two of you, raise your hand. Just one. Just one of the two of you, raise your hand. Point to your partner. Say, thank you very much for going first. Okay. And let's go ahead and role play any one of those four quadrants. How many of you feel like your Monday has an upgrade already? Now you got a plan, you got what to say. Great. 
You know, one of the things I forgot to give you is I see this mistake a lot. I, you know, I, I taught a class, I think, two summits ago, and I shared one of the reasons I'm so passionate about, like, having a flow in, in your conversations is I saw, you know, a career prior to this was I worked in a corporate America company that was phone related, and I saw a sales team come in and raise the bar by, like, 20%. So we just showed you the math at 5 Imagine raising a big corporation by 20%. And all they did is they listened to the top people, listened to the bottom people, they formulated a process, and they taught it in steps. And that's why it's so important that we do this, we practice, and we do it with our teams. Um, but one of the mistakes I heard often in that industry, and I hear us do all the time, is we get prepared, we get excited, we have our list of 40, and we're like, okay, we're going to go. And you jump right into the phone call way too fast. So one of the things that you always got to remember is you got to know how to qualify and how to hook a conversation. Okay? You want to hear what that sounds like? Okay. So the first thing you have to do is you have to uh, drop the hook and then ask them if you have permission to talk. So I'll show you what that sounds like. Um, And you can do this with any conversation. Ring, ring. This is Greg. Hey, Greg, it's Derek Polder over at Summit Funding. I'm calling you about your listing on 123 Main Street. I have an update. Do you have a moment? I do. Okay. Did you hear it? That had the qualification and the hook. As opposed to this is what happens. Ring, ring. This is Greg. Hey, Greg, this is Derek Polder from Summit Funding. Um, hey, I was just giving you a quick call. I wanted to talk to you about um, I, uh, uh, one of your files. And, um, and Greg's doing what? Greg's driving or he's in a listing uh, appointment and Greg does what to me? Hey, hey, uh, I'm sorry. I got to call you back or hey, man, I'm right in the middle of something. So I'm like dumping on him and he just shut me down. So you got to drop a quick hook where it's like you got something that they're interested in and then ask for permission. And even people that are really busy will oftentimes that may not have wanted to talk to you and you could hear it in their voice and their tone. They'll say, you know what? I got two minutes. What do you need? Right? So just don't launch full blown into whatever your purpose was. Yes? Is there a balance between letting them off the hook and kind of forcing them to have that discussion? What do you mean? If I say you got a minute, are they going to say yes or no? What? That is is related to the relationship I have. Yeah, so I I don't want to talk important business at a time that's inconvenient or inopportune for that person. At the end of the day, I'm trying to build a relationship with this person too, right? I also, I'm trying to stick to my schedule, so I don't want to go into launching a two-minute conversation and the person's like, whoa, 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 because I finally breathed. And they're like, I can't do this right now. So I think that you should just give them, the hook is the value, the purpose, why you're calling, of why they would be interested. So for a listing agent, I'm calling about your listing. How many of you have said, Hey, I'm such and such with so and so company, and it's like, uh, what do you want? Yeah. You can feel that. Mm-hmm. That's what you're getting over, and you're also making sure that you're going to get the the interest and the permission to carry on with that conversation. It's time effective, and it immediately deescalates the wall that goes up when you say you are a salesperson. And no, like he went right into, I'm calling about your listing on one. T- it was there wasn't a pause in there for me to say, what do you want, man? Yeah. I'm tied up. What do you need? Can you call me back? There was no time for me to say it, so he had to give me the, the, the list. I'm like, oh, that is my listing. Yeah, what do you need? You got two minutes? No, I don't. What do you say? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, when would be a good time to follow up with you? That's it. That's it. When would be a good time to follow up? Yeah. You want me to shoot you a quick text? And that might be what you're getting at, too, like if you know there's something important to get on. Uh, okay, great. Well, we, we got to talk about uh, important information on your listing. When would be a good time to follow up? How many of you guys have 
you missed a call and you're just sitting there the whole time you're in a meeting, you're just thinking like, what the heck was that person calling me about? My process is calling me and you're just wondering, like you want to put that little bit of like angst, like, okay, I got to call Jeremy back as soon as I'm out of this meeting. Okay. Does it make sense? So don't forget, qualify, drop the hook on there before you go into whatever your purpose was. Yes. I mean, obviously the best hook is a Tuesday update because you're trying to listen. Do you have examples of other quick hooks? Well, let's. So I just gave you the, the real simple two-punch formula. Let's just see you do it with a client because I just want to show how easy this is. So you have a client that maybe he's been on. Let's pick up that call I did with Greg, the client who's been hot on your hot list for a few weeks, and you're going to help the agent get him off the fence. So call me. I'm the client and use that formula. Okay, awesome. Ring, Uh Hi, this is Derek. Hey, Derek. Uh, this is Holden Thomas Cup from Summit Funding. I've been... Trying to reach out to you, I got referred to you by Matt Keaton, and I know you've been busy. I'm wondering if that real quick. Mm-hmm. You've got an awesome program. You can save you $2,000 a year for up to nine years. I think you'd be super excited. You qualify for it. Is now a good time to discuss, or is there a good time we can catch up to discuss it? Cool. So there's a very good chance that if I'm saving money, I'll be interested in that phone call, right? So at first, I didn't think that you understood what I said, but then you picked up a different, a different uh, example that we did. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but let's say it's even one of your existing uh, clients, right? So I'm calling Jeremy. Uh, ring, ring. Hello. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, it's Derek Polder from Summit Funding. Hey, I was giving you a quick phone call. I think I found a way to drop your payment by about $50 a month. Do you have a moment? Absolutely. That's how Jeremy always sounds on the phone. Too, so that's it, right? I, I did the quick hook, the qualification. Jeremy's going to be interested to learn how he can drop his payment 50 bucks a month. Okay. Quick. Yes. What do you mean? Well, you're not in a deep relationship with that. What's your hook? So that, actually, that's a great question. So you go back to the box. If it's a, not a deep relationship, I probably don't have leads. Maybe I don't have a prequel to talk about. So then I'm going to lean on what two boxes. Do you think somebody... Here's a great exercise. Write down two names of your biggest accounts. Write down the two names of your biggest accounts. Now, next to those names, write down, how did you meet this person or go into a relationship with them? How did you start doing business together? A rave? That's a good story. All right. Anyone? Go ahead. Um, so I had an agent that was a listing agent and or a buyer's agent and had their own preferred lender and mm-hmm. the client had been referred to me by past clients. So she actually was trying to push my pre-approved buyer to her preferred lender. Mm-hmm. So made the call and said, hey, I get it, but I assure you we've gone taken care of. Just give us a chance you know, yeah. to get the transaction. But then she ended up coming to my BNI group the next day and joined and now she's one of my top partners. Did you invite her to the BNI group? No, she was invited. By chance. Okay. So here's my point. We got into the business and it wasn't like, oh, you're a lender. Here's 10 realtors that are now just going to be diehard committed to use you. Right. We've all went to shake and fight. And there was something that you did that gave that person value or trust or faith in working with you. And now that person who you didn't know is your number one source of business. Calling somebody who's a C agent and telling them about now that they can get more FHA financing for condos, which hasn't existed in years, could be a reason they go, wow. That's, uh, you hear the term riches and niches? It's a great way to use that. Um, you know, years ago I really marketed renovation lending. And I did it in a, in, to such a targeted point where I got the mayor of my city 
to, to do it as a program that was picked up by the three major newspapers was also in the state of the city address because of the fact that I looked at FHA, uh, the HUD report that comes out annually and saw that in my city, they did four, two or three K loans. I did three of the four. So I'm the uh, expert in two. Yeah, okay. Big time. And, big time. And you look at Chicago or Newark or Baltimore and they do hundreds. So just provide that little bit of data. It's a great way to call on C-Agents and go, hey, I know you, you might already be working with Jeremy. I, I, I got a great program that I think will help. I noticed that you had a couple of listings that said investor specials. Maybe the margins aren't really attractive enough for investors. Would you be open to hear an idea of how I can get it qualified, get it through appraisal issues, and give your client to $30,000 of additional financing, barely bumping their monthly payment? That C person is going to say, yeah, sounds interesting. Right? Helpful? All right, Greg, take us to the next one, the Tuesday, Tuesday call. Updates. Tuesday updates. Now, look, you have three targets in there, right? You've got your buyer's agents, you've got your buyer, and then, uh, like we just said, we've, we've talked about the listing agent. So you saw that yesterday, and it'll get repeated again, I'm sure, is that we're now having the CCR-PCR contest to drum up more business, more higher referral, higher conversion leads to kick off the new year. So what a great place to start with the buyer call on your Tuesday updates. Now, how many of you are calling your buyers on their Tuesday updates. Cool. Good. How many delegate it to their team to do? I'll raise my hand for that one because that's what I do. Now, what I've started to do is interjecting myself on the third call because they're further down the process. They're kind of getting near the end. There's a little bit of fear, but we've sent a few gifts out. Right? So if I'm calling Derek's my client, ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Derek, it's Greg Gale, Nova. How are you? Hey, Greg, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Hey, do you got like two minutes for me? Uh, yeah, I do. Hey, it's Tuesday. I know that Holly on my team has been calling you for the Tuesday update. I just wanted to jump in here and say thanks, man. I really appreciate you trusting us. We're now about three weeks in. You're like seven days from closing. I'm super excited for you. How are you feeling right now? Uh, a little nervous, but uh, I just, I'm excited once this is all over and I can get into the house. Dude, that's common. All of my clients are nervous right about now, and that's why I'm calling. So, hey, did you get those movie tickets in the mail? No, I didn't. Oh, dude. I'm going to send those back out to you. I want to make sure that you get those and I'll confirm. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to FedEx them to you. Okay. <laughs> Are you still at this house or did you move in the meantime? Uh, yeah, we're getting ready to move, so I've been sleeping on my girlfriend's couch. Okay. Can I just send it? How about this? Can I just courier it to your office? Are you going to be there the rest of the day? Yeah. I'm just going to send it straight to your office. Okay, I just wanted to make you. sure I took great care of you because, again, you're super special to me. We issued that loan approval, and I wanted to send you the movie ticket so you and your girlfriend can go to the movies. Hey, can I ask you a question? Sure. How's my team been performing for you on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, Holly's been amazing. I'd say a 10, 10 out of 10. Well, that's very generous of you. Is there anything that she could be doing better or we as a team can do better? Um, I had to send in uh, bank statements a couple times. I'm sorry, man. That's horrible. It's just, you know, they always have to just verify the money. They're laundering. You're not just stacking cash mm -hmm. away. But, you know, yeah, that's true. But I will make note of that. I'll make sure that's a little cleaner next time. Anything else? No, like I said, she's a 10 out of 10. I really like her. Come on. Is there anything we can be doing better between now and the closing? Just make sure I get closed on time. I will make sure you get closed on time. Well, look, Derek, when we first met, I let you know that I only work off repeat and referral business, that my job is to do a great job for you, close on time, and that all the rates and terms are as agreed. Do you remember that conversation? Yes, I do. Cool. All I ask is that between now and the close, is there anyone in your office that you may know that needs to purchase a home? Uh, not right now, but I'll be sure to give your number out when, they, when somebody asks me. Dude, I really appreciate that. And I'll tell you, actually, one, one quick favor, if I could ask. Yeah. 
if you do find someone, can you let me know to reach out to them? Sometimes they're a little scared and they don't want to reach out to us. Okay. Would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Well, I appreciate that. All right. Well, look, you're going to get another email in a couple of days. You're going to do this. I look forward to it. I'm super excited. I'll send the courier. And the thing for me in that framework of that call is to make it special and make them special. I let them know that everyone has fear. So when they say, yeah, I'm a little scared. I'm like, yeah, I know you are. And so is in everybody else. I don't want them to, to feel like I'm the only one, right? You got to make them feel included. And then the future pacing, right? When we close on your house, the gifting that does everyone gift throughout the process? Wow. No That's a big opportunity right there. It's like the lay for me. It's the layup. Like it just happens no matter what at, at certain milestones. It just happens. So, but what what law of reciprocity? Right. Like yeah. they're getting stuff like I get calls all the time from our gourmet popcorn. There's a place in Tucson that we send it out and it's like espresso sprinkled popcorn. And I get the most calls on my popcorn more than my movie tickets. How do my you VIP that? movie tickets. Hold on, drill down. How do you use the popcorn? So the popcorn goes out right after closing. So it goes to the new house. It's two weeks after they get the popcorn. We call to make sure they get the popcorn because that happens, I will say, 60% of the time. No, I didn't get the movie tickets. I'm like, that's weird. And then we track it down and then they, they're like, oh, yeah, oh, my kid got them. How many oh, it guys, was in the pile of mail. Yeah. How many of you guys send gifts to the title company? No? Okay, good. You do it. I walked into a closing one day and I saw like four bottles of my wine lined up there from my closings from weeks past. Yeah. You might want to follow up on your, how your gifts get delivered, especially when you're spending like 20 bucks a bottle. But again, well, let me just tie it, tie it all up. So once again, I'm saying, hey, did you get my gift? Yeah, I did. Cool. Hey, do you remember when we talked? The setup for the referrals happened when you started at the loan presentation, right? At the loan setup, you're saying, I'm going to do all this and I'm going to ask you for referrals. I only work off repeat and referral business. I'm telling them what I do and how I do it. And then later on, I can revisit that conversation. It's like, hey, Derek, do you remember we talked about that airplane analogy where there's turbulence and stuff? There's turbulence, man. You change jobs, like whatever it is. But you reference your loan presentation throughout your Tuesday updates. The team knows that they can reference those analogies because it just sparks that anchor that I put in them. I work on repeat referral business. My job is to do a bang up job and earn referrals from you. Cool. Cool. And then two weeks later, uh, now I can ask, I can reference, bring those memories back up and say, hey, have you have you heard anybody? You explain the reticular activator. Does everybody do that in their loan presentation? Well, first of all, raise your hand if you actually have a, an outlined loan, professional loan presentation. OK, it's a major opportunity. So uh, we'll just use two really quick examples of how powerful it is to have a an effective process. So. McDonald's is what category of business? Fast food, right? It's you, you, by definition, you have an interaction with that customer service rep for like 60 seconds. Uh, what's like the hottest growing fast food thing right now? Chick-fil-A. There's a little beef right there. There is. So if you, if you think about this, uh, so Chick-fil-A is just exploding. What is the difference? Ordering through Chick-fil-A versus McDonald's. It's my pleasure. My, yes, it's the little things. They say it's my pleasure. They use your name. But you're talking about an interaction where they might ask you three or four questions, and it's like night and day. Do you think that's by accident that all over the country Chick-fil-A feels that way? Not at all. 
So if you do not have a professional presentation, you are missing the boat. You're missing all these things that Greg's talking about. And it should be like from the beginning, like the same stuff. Hey, did you find our office? Okay, fantastic. How's your day going? Walk them back. Uh, do an outline of what you're going to get into. But there should be a standard process. I'll tell you what else is a good thing to add. Um, so our professional presentation is outlined. And at the end of the outline, there is a question of what three things uh, were done well. What are two things that could have done that could have been done better? And guess what I do when there's new LPs that come on board? I will literally, when they're in their observation phase, I will give them that form. It's already been written. I'll say, you're going to sit in with me and you're going to watch me do this presentation. And they're going to literally go through and check off. I did the warm up. I did the cheesy joke. I did the outline all the way through. And at the end, they're going to say, oh, you missed this. It is so powerful that you do it because you'll get crisper. You'll get cleaner in your delivery. But also it's a great training tool and just on how they learn. But it's also a way that they can then do what? Lizzie, what's the biggest challenge that you have as, as you've scaled with bringing on people? Training. Training. Lizzie can't be everywhere. So one of the nice things is the next LP can train the other person and it's going to be really close to how she does it. Why? Because that outline's there. So Greg has all this great stuff, but that starts with having a process spelled out that you're actually executing and following every single time. A couple of things I heard Greg do that I want to make sure you guys are doing in your client conversations. Use the word feel. We forget that we're dealing with humans. Mm -hmm. Asking how do you feel is so powerful. And if you hear, hmm, okay, good, what do you got to do? Dig in. Dig in. It's called drilling down. Ask some follow-up questions. So ask how you feel. I do that at the end of the consultations. And then when you're doing follow-up update calls, you ask them. And what should you put in front of that? How do you feel? Remind them of what your purpose is. Jeremy, it's really important to me that, that you're happy and we're taking great care of you. How do you feel right now? Rick talked about that yesterday, right? The head, the heart, and the gut, and to get them out of their head, to get into the feeling of it. And that maybe it's through pictures, maybe it's through certain words. Like, so I deliberately do that. How are you feeling right now? So he did a great job with that. The other thing that I really like that he did, it takes away um, the, uh, the soft answer. He asked, he didn't just say, how are we doing? Because what will you normally get when you ask, how are we doing? Good. Good. And then guess what? You're going to check off the list. Uh, You're afraid to dig. So you'll go, great. You move on to the the next thing. Instead of saying, how are we doing? What did he ask? On a scale of one to ten. Scale of one to ten. On a scale of one to ten, it makes it really clear how they truly feel. And then you don't accept the ten. Yeah, I know you're doing great. You're doing I good. actually lay down you're at 10. If I get 10s, I'm like, great. I feel like I have permission to move on. So I just learned something from Greg. He drilled down a little bit more. Seek agreement. Thanks. That's very generous of you. I appreciate the 10. But there's got to be something we could be doing better. Man, you could really text me. Oh, the bank statement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That, okay, cool. That's good information. I could have just glazed right over it. Now I go back to the team and go, guys, aren't you going you gonna use, to use account check and not ask for that anymore and just get the bank statements automatically? Hey, can we just ask one time? Now, that was huge. Uh, and then the ask. So true story. Uh, I have two Macy's cards. Now, why do I have two Macy's cards? Because they do this great red tag sale where it's like 60% off. You guys know about that? Anyone ever go, go to that? Great sale. You get 60% off on suits. So uh, I, I go to that. And then I'm at the cash, the cash register. And she says, hey, sir, would you like to apply for a Macy's card? Because what follows that? You get 10% off. So I'm like, wait, you're going to give me 60% off plus another 10% off? Yes, sign me right up. A few years later, I'm there and got a couple suits. And the question comes. I'm like, no, 
I already have the Macy's card. You got me. She goes, well, sir, we actually have partnered with American Express. Do you have the American Express Macy's cards? And I said, does this come with an additional 10% off? She said, yes, it did. Now I have two Macy's cards for that very reason. Now, it's funny, but it's also sad. What's sad about that? Yeah, she might have got 30 cents bump for that, for selling me that card or who knows. Like, it's worth three, four, five thousand dollars and we don't even ask half the time. So I think that he did a great job with that. Um, I want to do, so he did the update call with a client, which I thought was really good. Let me give you the quick outline for an update call with a listing agent. I'll give you the steps and then I'll demonstrate it. So the steps on that are again, the hook. I showed you guys that already. The next step on that would be honor. The next step on that would be then my bullet points are property communication and logistics. So you ready? Ring, ring. It's Greg. Hey, Greg, this is Derek Polder with Summit Funding. I'm calling you on your Arroyo Chico listing. I got an update about the loan. Do you have a minute? Yes. Is there a problem? No, not at all. Actually, um, I just wanted to, first of all, thank you so much for taking our offer. I've heard your name a lot around town. I'm honored and excited to be working with you. And this buyer has been on the hunt for a while. So I'm happy that we're helping him get into the home of his dreams. Oh, cool. That makes me feel good. Absolutely. Now you're working with uh, Jeremy or Jeremy Forcier is the buyer's agent. And I'll tell you, I've worked with him for years. It's very important for me that we do a great job uh, that we deliver for not only the client, but also for Jeremy. I'm going to do the same thing for you so you can look great with your client as well. I know communication is really important, so I want to get into a couple things. First of all, when we do get the green light to order the appraisal, is there anything unique or special that we need to know about the property? No, no. It, it's empty and lockbox. You guys can get right in. Uh, I do have a transaction coordinator, though. Okay, perfect. That was actually my next question. Because communication is so important to me, I want to make sure that I'm pushing out the information to the right parties. What is the name of your transaction coordinator? I'll send that over to you. Her name is Betty Sue. Okay, fantastic. Now, Greg, do you prefer that I leave you out of the loop and just send everything through Betty, or do you want me to copy you both on the updates? Uh, you can copy us both. I'm kind of a control freak. Okay, fantastic. Um, well, I'm, I'll, what I will commit to you is that you will hear from us every single week. I will give you a call personally. We will also follow up with emails. Greg, if you have any questions or concerns, I don't want you to feel like you have to go through Jeremy, even though he's amazing. You can get it directly for us. So that way you're giving the, your client the information that they need on a weekly basis. Does that sound good? Yes. Fantastic. So now, lastly, I want to make sure that we close on time and smooth. That's a huge priority for us. When it comes down to logistics, is there anything that we have to prepare for, such as power of attorneys, mail outs, or anything that would have to move up closing docs by a few days or cause, could cause delays at the end? Uh, no. Nope. They're in town, not going anywhere. Fantastic. Well, Greg, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to follow up. This is my personal number. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to reach out to me directly, and I'll be in touch with you next week. Have yourself a great day. Thank you. Now, what did I not do there? Why did I not ask for that? I haven't earned it yet. So I don't do the, if I'm going to do a good job, I just get in. Is that a pretty, does that touch on a lot of things that are important to agents? Again, there's only a few objections. What will most agents feel or say when they hang up that phone call? I've never had a lender call me and give me that information. Hear that all the time. So I don't get into like, you know, first I'm hearing from me, we're going to go do, it's just. How's business? How's the market on there? They don't care. They don't, they don't know me. They don't like me. It's just, it's just transactional. So I'm going to do a really good job on that initial transaction, that initial beginning of that transaction. What's the, what's the next week call usually feel like? 
much warmer, right? They already set the stage. Then you can start doing that. Uh, you listen for trigger signs. I got to tell you, this is great that you do that. What does that automatically open up? Now you're allowed to go for it. So when you get the wows or you get the accomplishments, or, I'm sorry, the, the, uh, the praise, that's where you go. Well, Greg, I got to tell you, this is the way that I work. What will it take for us to work together? What will it take for me to get an appointment? You just go right into an ask question. So I think raise your hand if you're doing more than 10 deals a month. Okay, that's most of the room. This is the biggest miss for you guys to do a couple extra loans. So let's go ahead and practice this. Again, I'm going to give you the outline. So if you didn't write it down before, here's the outline. You got your hook. You got honor. You got then you're going to go into the clarification points. It's property, communication and logistics. Okay, so go back to your same partner. Whoever went uh, first last time gets to sit back and the other person will go first. Let's practice that. Pretty Thank easy you. process. Yeah. Nice outline. Um, I'll tell you what's nice about that outline. It gives you the opportunity to earn little trust points and do little value adds really early on. Because you'll hear things like, actually, yeah, I'm a little nervous about the value. It was really hard to comp this property. Mm-hmm. And so you can help coach the agents on how to keep that transaction together. You know what? If you think it's tough, I highly recommend that you pull the lockbox off and you meet the appraiser out there. Because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a note to meet you there. But sometimes the appraiser won't, won't uh, follow through on that note. If it's on lockbox, they're going to go right through it. Mm-hmm. So you'll hear things. Um, you know, yes, actually, the close of escrow is the 15th, but my sellers are actually leaving on the 10th. So we're a little nervous about that date. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull strings. I'm going to get you all the government docs out ahead of time so your seller can sign that so you're not waiting for the buyer to get to the finish line. Just little things where they're like, oh, well, value adds. I'm going to pull some strings to the versus like, oh, it's really easy. We don't need this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're working. You're working for them. You always got to show it. You're working for them. Notice, once um, again, like I said in the beginning, he asked really good questions. Right. That would just blow up at the end. And then we're responsible because we didn't know the seller was going out of town. But I asked that great question up front. I would tell you probably one out of every three calls. There's something. There's a concern about the value. There's I don't want to be bothered. Susie does all my updates. What good is it for you if you spent all this marketing money and you built out a CRM and you did all that? And the guy who doesn't even care is the one who's getting all the communication, not the transaction person who then says that your communication was what? Crap. Because it went to the guy, didn't even, you know, just ignored it. Doesn't even listen to his voicemails. Right. And it happens. Everyone's doing text now. Um, I got a question about what happens when you're trying to do an update. What do you leave on the voicemail? What do you think? I just do the hook again. I don't do the, hey, Mr. Smith, so this is what's going on. Don't get into that. You want to have that engagement. Hey, I, got a, I have an update for you on Arroyo Chico. Give me a call back and you have a chance. This is the lender. Again, it's going to be that get out of this appointment and I'm calling the lender right away to find out what's going on. Now, here's something because you, you brought in a good point. And I apologize. Yeah. Let me just jump in because like if I call, think about what I said in the beginning. If I call Derek, he calls me right back. Right. I know he cares about me. If Derek doesn't call me back, does he really care about me? Right. So I want you to think how many times have you left a Tuesday update with an agent, called and left a message on a Monday, and then you didn't call back to check on them when they never called you back. Did I really want to talk to them? Apparently not. 
because you didn't call. You weren't worried. Hey, hey, it's Greg. It's Friday. I left you a message on Tuesday. I never heard back from you. You okay? Call me back. Like, it may, like to me, it's, it's like the lead, right? You called them early that day. And did you call them in the afternoon? Did you okay? I left you a message this morning. I didn't get a reply to my text, my email, right? My voicemail. Are you okay? Uh, by the Are way, you quick, okay? Yeah. Yeah, say, I, I don't say that joke. I say, you call them on Tuesday and they don't call you back. You call them later in the week. Maybe you have a 30-minute catch-up time on Thursday or Friday. Hey, I left you a message on Tuesday about the Sinclair property. Hadn't heard back from you. Hope you're okay. Call me back. That's actually really good in terms of what does your system look like in terms of how you're doing your updates. So I get a report printed out and I go through next to every agent I talk to. I just put a TT next to their name. And if I didn't talk to them, I put a VM next to their name. So I know next morning's meeting when I'm doing, we always have an action items download. Because if I do my updates, there's going to be order this appraisal. You tell, tell the appraiser this. We got to send out VA docs early on this transaction. There will be a couple action items. You, you, you know you're doing the updates right when you leave with action items. If you don't have action items, you're missing something. You're, you're missing the opportunity to give value. That's solid. That's yeah. solid. So when you're going through there, you can see you know, these are the people that I wasn't able to connect with. Um, Another thing, I, what Greg just mentioned is, hey, I do the calls, I do the email, I do the text. I did put in there, uh, let's see what page is this. I did, if you look at page 149, you have uh, what I would call building updates. So you see the, the first email that goes out, and then if you notice, the transaction updates follow that. You can see my naming convention that's used. Naming convention means the subject is always the same, so I can search. It also builds branding among your partners. They know what to expect from you. Uh, but you can see how the communication builds from the first email all the way through. That's nice to have when you're doing, when you're making the phone calls. You can reference the prior conversations. You'll notice that my updates aren't in huge detail. Really, my outline is this. I cover uh, where we're at, where we're going, and the COE. Where we're at where we're going in the COE. And if there's ever a threat in the COE, it's a big flag. It's highlighted. It's red. It's buyer just changed jobs. You know, the COE's in jeopardy. We're working through this. It's, it's known because do things happen in transactions that affect timelines? Always. The worst thing is that you're telling them the week of closing. Do you, do you change the subject line to add urgent in there too? Oh, if there's a, if there's a concern on there, well, you can modify the, uh, the naming convention. That's an area that we can definitely do better consistently. But if we know there's a big red flag. Like when you show the, the realtor source that you are referral sources that you are systematized and that all your emails are coming out the same they can, they can quick search it's easier for them I'm doing this so it's easier for you to searchability you type in the property address of your deal as the buyer's agent they type in the borrower's last name yeah. so it just you, pops up and if you notice that that's the subject line so that's called a naming convention if you notice it has what's the purpose so it has the uh, you'll, it'll say update if you notice all the way up to the very last update instead of it saying update it says congrats because yeah. that was the the last transaction and you can see it has the property address and the borrower's name why do I list both because I have two potential clients on that transaction I have the buyer's agent that knows them as a person what does the listing agent know them as a property so it's all referenced in there and again it makes my follow-up conversations much easier all right so let's move on to next day of the week yes Uh, it is an email that is sent to all parties. It's not done by me. It's done by the system and the team. Yeah. 
I do the phone calls. The emails get done by the team or by software. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the next one. We're at pre-ups. Yes. Uh, so let me just real quick. We didn't do the buyer's agent on the Tuesday updates because we covered that on Monday because that's going to be your calls out of the cubes, the, yep. the squares. Uh, so, yeah, now we got the TBDs. So how many of you are feel like you're in relationship with all your TBDs? <laughs> it's a loaded question. Yes. Quick question, just to wrap the other up. So if you're updating on Monday, you're not calling the buyer's agent on Tuesday, too, right? Unless there's something significant to update? Or just no, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's, hey, it's Greg, it's your Tuesday update. Right. I just want to make sure. Yeah. And, and, and if, I, if I'm out of town and I do them on Wednesday, I said, hey, it's your Tuesday update on Wednesday. I joke about it, but I make sure my commitment in my small kept promises that Derek's said mm-hmm. is that's an important one to remember because that will inherently just build trust over time. And even if I screw it up and go, it's Wednesday, happy Tuesday update, they laugh, but I'm acknowledging I'm still giving you Tuesday update. And at the end, when I say, did you get all your updates? They go, yeah, because I'm very on purpose about it. For a long time, I wasn't. I was super disorganized. I didn't take it as really sacred time. Now I take it seriously. It's like the one thing that has to happen on that day. You know what's funny about updates? So that was one of the first things I implemented from the core. And um, I was really busy at 15 loans a month, like overwhelmed, busy. And I was like, okay, I'm going to commit to doing these updates. And got really good at doing them. It became a thing that was structured. And then like two, three weeks later, the phone stopped ringing. And literally when the phone rang, it was new deal or big problem. So what I realized is I thought I was doing a good job when it's like, hey, where's the appraiser? Oh, let me check. Get, it, get you a fast answer. Hey, do you got my document? Let me check. I'm returning calls right away. But the reality is I had no control over my schedule. My schedule was ran by everybody asking me questions and me reacting to the business. So the updates are not only great customer service, they are a huge time management technique. Yes. At what point on a volume base do you cut the Tuesday updates off? Yeah, good, good question. Um, personally, I think you, you talked about that earlier, too, and Greg had his, his team uh, involvement in there. I think that no one should be handing over communication until you're at least 20 closings. Like That should be you. That's what, that's what gets you there. Uh, once you're getting beyond 20 closings, it's just going to be a struggle. I personally do every listing agent call. You know, we, we originated 65 transactions last month. I do every single listing agent phone call myself. If there's an issue, I will do the buyer agent phone call, and I will call the buyer. But otherwise, my focus is to call all listing agents. My team does a great job with the buyer and the buyer's agent. So I think you have to look at your, your scale. For me, I, I probably shifted to only listing agents when we were doing 30 closings a month. Yeah, I was closer to 30 when I moved to all listing agents. But again, I also interject on the buyers because there's so much referrals to be had there. And even though I might role play and script with the team, they're not asking like me. And it's not me asking, right? When you ask, it's just it's just different. It's the man's calling. Yeah, it's yeah. A, there's just a missed opportunity with conversion. And talking about that, so you know, how many of you track your TBD to close conversion? Oh, how many clients you TBD and how many close? That is awesome, and I think that all of you need to write that down. You need to track it. We track on the lead tracker how many did we get to convert in that app and send us their docs, but and then we track lead to close because that's an easy one to measure. How many did I close? How many leads have I gotten? Divide it. It's easy. Yeah. The harder one is how do I track how many pre-calls did I issue this year and how many of them went to closing? What percentage is that? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you track yours? Not that one. What are you at? Uh, 50%. Okay. What are you at? 
760. It, it, what I hear a good number, 60 to 70 percent. But, yeah. but still, I'm concerned of okay. Well, what's the 30 to 35? Right? Where did they go? The lead to close is what matters. Yeah. Right. So, and, but that will will it move the needle? Right? If I'm at 60 percent TBD to go 50 percent from I gave them the letter, said go get the house, and then half of them end up closing and using me. What happens if I got half of the other half and went to 75? Oh, my gosh. Well, then what would my lead to close look like? Through the roof, right? So we miss that opportunity on our Wednesdays, right? We need to call them. What's some of the fears around calling them every Wednesday? Bugging them. Bugging them, right? So what do I do? I ask. Ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Derek, it's Greg. How you doing, man? Hey, Greg, I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. Hey, you know what, dude? It's kind of weird. We've, we've been calling you uh, every few weeks. I probably, I'm just surprised I even caught you this week. Uh, but you've been under uh, pre-qualification with us now for about six weeks. How's that? Are you actively really looking for a house right now? Yeah, you know, but life's gotten really busy. And so I mean, we definitely want to get a house, but it's just taking a back seat. Oh, what's been going on? Just uh, my wife's changing jobs and, uh, you know, daughter's doing extra activities and it's just haven't made the time. Well, I'm, I'm looking at your file. I'm glad your wife's not on the loan so she can look for another job. Uh, now, if she does get another job, are you actually going to look to if she does get another job, are you going to look to increase the price point? Or are you happy with the payment that we structured for you? It's been no, six no, weeks. It, it's it's we're already at the top part of our range. I actually want to go under what you qualified me for. Oh, OK. So we need to restructure it a little bit. No, I mean, I know that I can go up to 300, but I'll probably spend 250. Oh, OK, perfect. Now, do you need me to I'll tell you what. I'm going to rework the numbers for you at 250, 275, and 300 with today's current rates and get it over to you. Uh, and maybe we can set a time later today, tomorrow to go over that. Does that sound good? Yeah, send it over to me, please. Cool. Hey, now that's a recall, right? Now, if he's if he's still, no, no, I'm happy. I'm still looking. Ooh, wait, write that down. That's good. Recall. 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 That was really that was a good sample of active listening. Wife and use it as an opportunity. That I love that recall. Hey, look, and, 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 red flag. Hey, Derek, you just said your wife's looking for a new job. I mean, how pertinent is that? Because I've got her on the loan. She has to be at the job that we're qualified her for. Can we have a bigger discussion, right? So red flag, right? I didn't want to make it too complicated. So I just went to, she's not alone. Um, now, what if it was, no, no, I'm still good. I'm staying the same. I then go into, so Derek, I've been hitting you a lot. You've been, I've been sending you texts and videos and gifts. Uh, you know, hey, do I need to throttle back? Do you need me to not call you? Do you like, do you prefer text over calls? Uh, yeah, at this point, just go ahead and text me. I, you know, I promise you once we're ready and we find something, we'll follow up. You're my guy. Okay. And, and I appreciate that. Have you been hearing from Jeremy, your agent? No, you know, he called me. I, I think he was drunk last time that we talked. Or just, you know, we're, uh, it was a very weird conversation. It might not have been. That might not have been. Hey, that's totally out of character. That's not like him. I, I don't. That might have been, you know, his cousin who is a butt dialed. But um, look, I want to get you back in touch with him because uh, I was just talking with him last week. He's got some pocket listings where these properties haven't even hit the market yet. I was just talking to him a couple days ago. Maybe there's something there for you. Maybe not. But I got to get you guys reconnected. Are you busy the rest of the day? Uh, yeah, I'm working all day today. OK. How about tomorrow? Are you still are you still taking those Thursday afternoons off? Uh, tomorrow I'm, I'm, I'm through, I'm busy all week through uh, Saturday. Oh, okay. Available on Saturday though? Yeah. Open on Saturday. Okay. I know I was talking with Jeremy. He said he's free as well. Maybe I'll get you guys connected around like 11 o'clock. Does that sound good? Uh, yeah. If he's free. Cool. I want to get you guys re-engaged so you can figure out maybe your timeline's changed. Okay. Right. Sounds good. What I'm trying to find out is like, A, I want to keep him locked in with my agent. 
because I'm adding value for Jeremy to then send me more deals. So my next call to Jeremy is going to be, hey, I was talking to Derek. He said you kind of dialed him. I don't know what, ha- what really happened. I tried to cover for you, man. Uh, but, hey, I, but our, you know, we talked the other day. You were going to be free this weekend. I want you guys to get connected around 11 o'clock. Does that work for you? Can you reach out to him right now? He's super busy today and tomorrow and Friday. Can you text him that, hey, I talked to Greg and I'm good at 11. Can we talk over the phone? Can we meet for coffee? Because, look, that's like a $9,000, maybe it's a $20,000 check to the realtor that I'm now trying to solidify. And then I can get more referrals, more referrals. You asked him about the home search itself. Yes. Yeah, well, and that's what my first initial call was, how's the home search going? And then he said, yeah, I'm hanging back. I got some family stuff going on. And then I dug into what do you got going on? Don't glaze over it, right? Oh, okay. You got stuff going on? Well, so are you still looking to buy or not? That's too transactional. Right? Like being a good listener. I haven't seen anything. You know, actually, like most of my other pre-qualified clients, you're not an anomaly. There has been low inventory. But I will tell you right now, by working with us, I want to now take another look because it's been six weeks. Let's re-qual, refreshen up your file, get you ready. Because, look, what stands out when you work with me and my team is your offer is like cash. We close really quick. And I want to make sure maybe you're – have you offered on any properties? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird because I tell Jeremy to call me and let me know so I can call every listing agent to tee you up and make you look really good and get your offer accepted. That's weird that he's going outside and not doing that. I'm going to call him. Do you feel like you've been missing out on a couple or you just haven't been seeing any? Right. I got to dig in a little bit. But that's a great one, especially in our area. It's a limited inventory. They might get frustrated with with the agent. And then what are they thinking when the agent's not performing? You're associated to that. I'm associated to that. And what might they do? Stay or leave? Leave. And what happens when they go to the other agent? New lender. The chances are they get referred to the other lender. So I, my job, my duty, my obligation is to stay engaged with the buyer because I know the agent is not. There's a good chance the agent may not be doing that. Can I just have one more thing on that, though? So I love what you just said. The only thing maybe I would just phrase differently is that instead of going, oh, that's really weird, I would say, you know what's really been working? I Just something new I've been trying mm-hmm. is actually reaching out to the listing agent and selling him on how good you are. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and call Jeremy and tell him that we should be doing this on the next one here. When are you going out next? Cool. Because that way you're not throwing the agent under the bus. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, so, well, since it's recorded, the, the point that you're making is edify, going back to edifying the agent and, and showing them a new opportunity that you'll call the listing agent to help their offer get accepted. For the client, right? For the client. You want to right. tell the client you're working for them, and then you don't want to say, oh, we always do this. It's so weird mm-hmm. that you're not getting the service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a quick thing on uh, prequels. We're going to leave uh, minutes, about 10 minutes left over, but I, I do want to get you through a couple other examples. But as far as dormant prequels, uh, ask a good qualifying question. When there's been somebody that's been around for a while, one of the things I like to say is, hey, Lizzie, no pressure. I know buying a house is a lot of money. Um, I just need to update my system. You know, we, we, we do have federal compliance laws, so I'm going off script. We, we have to make sure that we're, at, uh, what's it called? What's the dispositioning the file the right way. So, hey, it's no pressure. I just want to default because I have to make sure I notate your file the right way. Uh, as you're continuing to hunt, do you, would you like me to keep your file on ice for now, or do you want me just to go ahead and close it out altogether? And that now I don't lead with that, but if it's been a few phone calls, then I know like, OK, this person, some people are just really afraid to say what? Yeah. 
And so you're just wasting your time. So when they're like, hey, you know, yeah, go ahead and put on ice. Then I know. And I'll, I, I usually do a sell. Hey, we'll keep all your information on file. We'll keep it ready. Turn key. I can put it on ice. Uh, that way we keep your, your file up in our system. Or do you want us to close out the request for now? And that's after multiple follow-ups. Also, same thing on leads. So Harvard Business Review did a study, found that at seven contacts, you're 400% more likely to convert a lead. Um, after the seventh attempt, you got to do a breakup, whether it's a voicemail, a text, or an email, and it sounds something along the lines of, I know interest may have cooled. At this point in time, we'll go ahead and pull back from following up with you. However, we have your information. At any point in time that you want to go back to pursuing home ownership, we're happy to help you with that. What happens when they get that message? People that you've called seven times that have not responded, reply or call and go, I'm so sorry, we've been really busy because it's the psychology. What are you doing? What's the close called on that? It's the takeaway. But you did your job. You worked for it. You did the seven follow-ups. But after that, you got to do the takeaway. Yes. So after seven times, you're taking it off of your prospect TV, your Wednesday calls or whatever. What do you tell the agent that wants to keep... So, yeah, no, good point. So the question is, what do you do for agents? So at three, we do agent uh, engagement. Hey, Greg, heads up. I've called Lizzie uh, multiple times. We haven't been able to connect with her. Is she still interested? Have you talked to her recently? Because the agent might have more of that relationship, that pool. So we're getting them back involved. And then at seven times, it's going to be we've tried multiple times. Uh, she hasn't responded. At this point, we'll go ahead and pull back unless you hear back from the client. You're... If you also have part of your process that at every contact attempt, the agent's being updated, what has the agent seen? The effort. Follow up, follow up, follow up. I told you to get involved. Follow up, follow up, follow up. The agent's like, if you're doing that, what will the agent say when they get that message? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, they went ghost on me too. Right? The truth is, a lot of times we don't follow up more than twice or three times, and so that's just not happening. Or we don't even update the agent when we're doing the follow-ups. Well, let's roll on. we got a couple other good nuggets for you, so we got to roll. Okay, go. Uh, what's the, uh, so uh, next one is past clients. You do a really good job with this, so you got your network. Yeah, the past client, what I found for the past clients is one, obviously the easy one is if you have the events, right? You, how many of you are doing client parties religiously, you know, two a year? So those are easy ones for me. But it's the ones where it's like, for me, it's seasonality, right? So when it's monsoon season, pool season, I'm referring my VIPs, right? So I say... Hey, Justice, how's it going? Hey, Derek, because you have the mic, yeah. right? I, ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Derek, it's Greg. How's it going, man? I'm doing good, Greg. How are you? Dude, I'm, I'm doing really good, man. I'm just checking in on the house. How have you been? Uh, house is good. Uh, you know, we had a couple issues with some plumbing, but we got that fixed. You got it all fixed? Take care. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, man, we're rolling into pool season, and I wanted to let you know I have my pool guy. that I, He's been servicing my pools for four years. His name's Javier. Cool guy. I don't know. Did you see my video that I sent out to you when we closed about my pool guy? Uh, I don't believe I did, Greg. I'm sorry. Okay, no, my apologies. Did you get my pool floaty? No, I didn't. Oh, dude, I'm going to send you one. I'll send you actually two, one for you and the kid. Hey, so I'm going to send you Javier's information. He comes over, does a complimentary pool chemical check on you just to save you some money and make sure, you know, you don't want to fire the thing up and it blows the motor or something. So I'll have him send it over uh, and I'll, I'll just text that over to you right now. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds great. Thanks, Greg. Cool, man. Hey, is there anything else that you need around the house? Handyman, roofer, landscaper? Uh, yeah, actually, probably a landscaper. Oh, I'll send you my dude, Andy. He's amazing. Okay, anybody else? No, that's great. Thank you. I right, good. Hey, man, so you've been in the house now about nine months, and, you know, you know the dust has obviously settled pretty good. Um, did you have a great experience with me and the team? 
Yeah, Greg, I, you know, I, I told you before, you guys were amazing. 10 out of 10. Ooh, I was just going to ask you on a scale of 1 to 10, so I appreciate it. It's very generous of you. Hey, so at your job, because uh, I know you're at work right now, because I asked that question. Um, <laughs> you know, hey, can you do me a favor? You know I work off repeat and referral business. Would you do me a huge favor and just keep an eye around the office? And if you do hear someone that wants to purchase a home, just like you did nine months ago, that you would send me their information or put us in touch? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I really appreciate it. All right, hey, so I'm going to send you Javier, Andy, and then I'll reach out to confirm that they did meet with you and get in touch with you. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. So my thing is having themes, right? So how many of you live in areas with, like, snow? Right? Okay, cool. That's a lot. Right? So, fire, right? So, <laughs> snow and ice. You know, are, you prepared? Ice. are you prepared? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, right? But do I have the, the rehab people or who's the, my, my Texas guys with the floods, right? Do you have the reno crews that are coming in right after that you're sending that information out proactively for them, endorsing your VIPs? Now, what does that do on my tomorrow call that we'll get to with my VIPs? Hey, man, did you hear from, did you get in touch with Derek? I oh, sent Derek your information. Setup. I sent you the yeah. joint email I sent you the mutual introduction did you are you getting business are you get right are you getting value from me so I'm gonna try and jump ahead but this is how I tie it all together you all have things in your market that are kind of seasonal that you can leverage that now if I didn't I can just say do you need a roofer housekeeper landscaper handyman hey now that you're in the house and you know did, did your movers ding the ding the walls and doors like they do mine cool let me send my handyman over he's great that is awesome, the setup between calling the database and then working VIPs. I, just from the coaching side, I see it. I know it's a big opportunity in my business. I feel like we're really good at the beginning of the week. I feel towards the end of the week, we struggle with the VIPs, the database. Uh, do you get, anyone else can relate to that? So Greg just gave us a really money script for that. All right, so I want to give you one other thing. Um, this is actually in your book. So if you go to, go to page 150... We talked about value. I'm going to show you how to deliver tailored value in a very effective way. So this is the format that you could teach anyone that even if they're not a salesperson, you teach them how to follow this format. They will become exponentially better. Future bridge benefit nailed down. I'm going to also tie that to something that I think is a huge opportunity in our industry right now, and that's this time of year. So... If you look at it's all self-explanatory in here. The feature is a product or service that you want to highlight. Thank you, sir. The benefit would be what are the two, three, four bullet points of how that customer will benefit from that product or service. Bridge is literally all you need to know for a bridge is this is great for you because just use that over practice just that line with your team. This is great for you because and then a nail down when you're in sales and you're really going, you're you're trying to offer your product or service, you're kind of going out on a limb and what do you do after you've done your pitch what's mis- what mistake do we often make we just keep rambling so a nail down is a very effective tool to cut the conversation back and re-engage the customer okay so you guys got the outline i'm going to demonstrate one for you that i think is gold for us this time of year so you got uh in any market like i'm in tucson winter for us is 72 and sunny and yet our business drops what percentage from november through february it drops about 30 to 40 percent okay when sales decrease by that much what should happen to pricing 
there's less demand. So what's going to happen to the price? Price is going to go down. I have 10 years of data in my market that the average sales price will decrease by 20 to 25 thousand dollars. Okay. If we were Best Buy retailers, we would kill it when? Sale time goes. When does it kick off? Black Friday through Christmas. That's 8% of your calendar year. It'll make up over 30% of your annual sales. So if you guys were all independent Best Buy GMs or whatnot, do you behave the same during those 30 days? You hire more staff. You have more sales. You change your hours. You respond to the market. Now, we sit in this industry where we know our biggest threat is winter, and we all just do nothing but pray and hope and hope that next year is better. So I'm going to give you something I've been practicing the last two years, and it freaking works. You ready for it? Okay. So one of the qualifying, one of the qualifying questions when you're doing the professional presentation, sales is always 80% asking questions and 20% slam your value, like home run because now you're able to give. One of the things that will add starting October one is I will ask the question, Grover, just curious, what made you decide to contact us now and get qualified now? Now, Grover is going to tell me I'm having a baby. I'm getting married. My lease is up. So that's some event based thing. Or he's going to give me that. I don't know. Like how many of you guys have the clients at the same job for five years and the same lease? And they just said, I just woke up today and I just decided I'm going to do it. So I'm. I'm, what I'm doing when I'm, when I'm asking that question is I'm planting the seed for the tailored value I'm about to give. So as you can see, I'm going to do this with you really slow. So we're going to do it together. So my first step on there was going to be the feature, right? So let's go back to. So Grover, I know that you mentioned or earlier you mentioned that your lease is up in April. Did I hear you correctly? Yes. And that you wanted to wait till then. You might actually want to consider moving your purchase up to now. And this could be great for you because we could save you thousands of dollars, probably $25,000 off the purchase price, probably $5,000 in closing costs, decrease your monthly payment by over $100. And if we could do all of those things and save you more than it would cost you to break your lease, would you be interested in exploring purchasing today? Absolutely. Perfect. Easy outline. You could do it if you look at Go back to my examples here. You could do that with float downs. You could do that with renovation loans. Any product or service that you have to offer as a loan officer, that is how you give value. But you don't do it until you've done the whole discovery process. You've asked the questions. And what this does, just the link, that first thing when you say, earlier you mentioned, or if I heard you correctly, what does that make the person feel? Heard. You listen to them. I literally stated back his lease. And then I'm going to go into the feature. What was the feature? The market, the winter sale bridge. This is great for you because I gave a few benefits. What were my benefits? Lower price. Lower price. price. You can negotiate concessions. You could negotiate timeline on your contract, so forth and so on. And then what was my nail down? A nail down is a question. It's an agreeable question that just by Common sense, the answer is going to be yes, because you tailored that offer to what they needed. Does that make sense? Look, I think that what I want to make sure comes across is feel the energy in the room when you are role playing. 
right? That should be the energy that's in your team meetings. There wasn't that many people that raised their hands that that raised their hands that were doing it with their teams, and there wasn't that many that do it themselves before they jump on the phone. I guarantee your conversations will be better. You're going to get more out of them. And fast forward six months in May. You're going to have a higher conversion and a more ease of doing this the more you do now. And so start on Monday, role playing, even if it's with yourself or grab an LO down the hall or call somebody from the core and your concierge. Hey, let me role play a little bit on my, my Monday call with my realtors and practice. All right, guys. Thank so you so much for your Derek. time. Thanks, appreciate man. it. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. Listening to the Core's Sales Training Bootcamp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.thecoretraining.com.